It's shake and bake, and I help. I met her at the Burger King. We fell in the machine. Hey, where's the meat? We have the meat. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. This is Heartburn Honeys with Jason and Stephanie and food. You ate it, Ralph. Hello there, folks. Uh, you're hearing this on Tuesday, but it's, uh, this is Saturday. Uh, we are sitting in Heavy D's kitchen. We just ordered out for uh, Japanese hibachi for, uh, for, for an occasion, which is today as you hear this. Would you like to tell everyone what, what the occasion is? It's our five-year anniversary dinner. Slash lunch, dinner. Yeah, lunch, dinner, whatever. And we have, uh, I have a steak and scallop uh, combination. It's me shaking up my salad. (laughs) Some good audio right there. Oh, yeah. That's good podcast. I know it's cheesy, but I love a hibachi. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, Nothing cheesy at all about a about a hibachi. I don't think there's any cheese on the menu at all in a hibachi restaurant. I know no. what you mean. I'm just gonna use my bare hands. That's not soy sauce. Oh, what is that? I think that's fish sauce. Oh. Well, let's see how that tastes. This is the soy sauce. Would not do that again. <laughs> mm. Spicy tuna roll in dipped in fish sauce. Not the greatest thing. Fish sauce is great, but it's uh. It's 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 exactly what you think it is. It's yeah, it's a little goes sauce. a long way. Yes. When it comes to fish sauce. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not just fish sauce. This is pretty good. I think that's fish it's, sauce, soy sauce, and a little sugar. It's like a. Like a dumpling sauce. Right. It's a little much for sushi. So mm-hmm. this is, um, I know you love spicy salmon. Mm. So this is spicy salmon roll. Mm-hmm. I like all salmon. Ah, so five years. What have we done? Uh, lesson that I've learned in five years of dating you is not to stand directly behind either of your elbows. <laughs> <laughs> and you've learned that uh, women's pockets suck and whatever in my pockets will end up in your couch at some point. Mm-hmm. Or in my shower. Of course. I don't know how they got there. I'm sure. Um, uh, your love of glitter has oh, yeah. uh, really taken off since dating I've, me. I, I, I've learned I've learned your love of glitter and uh, our love of glitter. Your love of glitter. <laughs> Do not listen to her, folks. He loves glitter so much. You've not successfully found a form of uh, calamari that I enjoy. Mm. Despite great effort on your part. 
But I will say Soul Garden is up there. Um, I would say, because if we eat in there, I think their calamari is going to be absolutely perfect. I mean, granted, you know, I got I got it as a carryout, so it's set and... I'll know. try it. I mean, that's mm -hmm. the thing. You and I will always try the things the other person loves. Mm -hmm. But... Sometimes it's not for us, and that's okay. <laughs> We're okay with not having all of the same hobbies and interests and, and like. Like, I love my Marvel, my Marvel movies. I'm currently on a slow watch through. I'm not, the last time I did a watch through of Marvel, um, I was doing like two or three movies, you know, possibly two or even three movies a day in the Marvel Universe. And it was like, eh, maybe that's a little much. So this time around, I'm doing like one, one a day, maybe every other day. And I like that I can say, uh, you really want to do a movie marathon? Hmm? Marvel movies? Call Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> call Emily. Like, call any other person. <laughs> You want to go to a baseball game? Call your brother. Mm hmm Or my dad. Um. And it's fine. If I want to go see a musical, I'm not going to drag your butt to a musical. Mm -hmm. Ooh, unless it's a Book of Mormon. I think mm -hmm. you'd like that musical. I probably would. I like their onion soup. I know it's largely just broth. Mm -hmm. But it's quite tasty. I like salt. So that's. <laughs> I've learned that. I've I definitely <laughs> learned that. Okay. You so are a salt fan. Let's try this aged tofu business. So okay. I thought it was going to be like the smooth, deep fried tofu, but this mm -hmm. has a. It has a panko coating. Yeah, with some sesame right. seeds on it. I'm going to try mine with. I'm not the biggest tofu fan in the world, but this is good. I'm sorry. I thought you liked it. Mm. I'm willing to try everything, so. I mean, it is deep fried, so. <laughs> everything is better deep fried. I think that's, I think that's an episode title. I like how when they bring you the hibachi meal, mm -hmm. because we're not eating in restaurants right now, because Ohio's not doing so great with Omicron. Mm-hmm. When they bring you the meal, everything's separated. Yep. Like a little cafeteria tray. The little... Do you want a plate so you could just dump everything on the plate? Eh, I so think we're good. We're not eating? I think mm. I'm going to dump mine. Mm. That might not be a bad idea. What's cute, though, is, you know how if you're at the table and they're flipping shrimp in your face? Mm -hmm. They give you two shrimp in a little separate container. Like, here's your shrimp mm -hmm. appetizer. Mm-hmm. Here. One of my shrimps. I, I have two shrimp. 
Hmm. Here's one of my scallops. Excuse the noise. Um. Ah, so. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, I enjoy a, a hibachi meal. I could do some tricks at the table for you. If you're missing out on that part of the hibachi meal. I'm really not. Um. Fun, but really, I just mm. like the meal. Mm -hmm. Oh, I absolutely don't mind the. Uh, well, what I like about the hibachi, you know, the, the the theater of it is the fact that, you know, that food is getting cooked right in front of your face, and you're, you know, yeah. you're eating immediately, so you know it's hot and fresh right there. That's what I like. So. It's hard to go wrong with rice, vegetables, and meat. Mm -hmm. I was at the, the restaurant, Arashi in Westlake, and I was at the table with a group of people, and one of the guys was trying to tell the chef how certain Japanese words are pronounced. Now, this was a white dude from Westlake. I think he had said um. he'd traveled to Japan, so he'd spent like a week in Japan. It was funny, though, because our hibachi chef was, he was Indonesian, so he didn't actually speak Japanese either. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so it was a weird discussion to witness between an Indonesian hibachi chef uh, in a Japanese family-owned restaurant and a white guy from Westlake talking about this language that neither of them spoke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was the theater for the night. And, of course, all the women at the table were rolling our eyes. Of course. Because, white dude. Because why are men? <laughs> really, we just wanted the poor guy to be able to get on with his show, mm -hmm. you know. Because they have to do, what, like a certain number of tricks and whatnot? Mm-hmm. To get on with his job, get his tips, and then go have a smoke break. Mm-hmm. And then go... I recognize for some people that would be a downside of the hibachi experience. Right. The people. Uh, so. Yeah, I uh, I do enjoy a hibachi. Um, we made Oliver go. Yes. <laughs> so Canadians, do you have do you have hibachi places up there? They're yeah, in the seventies, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the first one, I think the first one in the Cleveland area was Benihana. Isn't that like the Applebee's of hibachi places? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, now it is. I think, I mean, back in those days, it was like when Applebee's was new and, you know, interesting. and. It's so expensive, though, like, for uh, for it to be mediocre. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to eat at a chain restaurant, it shouldn't also be expensive, which is how I feel about TGI Fridays. Right. Now, I used to, like, so I, I laugh at, you know, I laugh about Applebee's and stuff, but let me tell you. 
when you travel for a living and you want food, uh, and especially if you're in a small town where you don't know, you know, what you're getting into food-wise, it's nice to find an Applebee's because you pretty much know what you're going to get. They do some things okay. Like it's it, hard to screw up a burger. It's going to be passable. They used to do a lunch special that was pretty decent. It was like a $6 burger and fries. Mm-hmm. So it's already cheaper and better than a fast food right. burger and fries. And also... And I did not drink at the time, but I, I always loved going places where there was a bar. Because, first of all, you're not, I'm not sitting at a table by myself. Because you're a shameless extrovert. No, it's because I didn't like sitting at a table by myself. I love sitting at a table by myself. Reading a book. Um, People watching out of the side of my eye. I would sit at the bar. Sometimes you, you know, you strike up the conversation with the bartender. Usually there's a, you know, there's a sports game on the TV. And it was just, it was, it was nice. See, I think maybe that's the part I hate about it. It's a sports game on TV. The thing was, you didn't, you either, you know, you didn't have to watch it. It was just on the TV. It's just so pervasive. I've also learned that you're not a sports fan, really. You'll go to a hockey game now. I enjoy watching, like, a little bit of back and forth, but to expect me to sit... For three or four hours and watch people play with balls. <laughs> Boring. Um. If, if games were 30 minutes, <laughs> or had a little more variety aside from, you know, people just standing there. Mm-hmm. Which is, I can tolerate hockey and um, basketball because they're so fast-paced. Mm-hmm. It's uh, baseball, which I think is the most boring thing in the world. I would rather read an Ayn Rand novel than sit through an Indians game. Guardians. Sorry. <laughs> As a non-sports person, I haven't spent six months crying about it, so it's, it's not quite in my vocab to call them that yet. I haven't... I haven't cried about it. I'm happy about it. No, no. But you know who I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I know. It's like, the, the thing is, for the most part, I'm indifferent to name changes because it's... it's it doesn't part, matter. It, it doesn't matter. There are some people that you and I both know who spent a lot of time saying a lot of words on social media about how very little they care. I don't care. It means nothing to me. Huh? A lot of words to tell people they don't care. Mm-hmm. Nothing says I don't care, like seven Facebook posts. Mm-hmm.
I both know more than one person mm-hmm. who has done this, and it is still hilarious. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, the world of sports can stop waiting now. I have weighed in with my opinion, <laughs> which is the claim that I do not care. The only thing that would matter to me is if the the ownership moved the team out. I don't know, man. Maybe then a better team could move in. Thing. Not being a sports person, I have no idea if that joke hurts or is totally off base. I don't know if they did well last year. Couldn't tell you. Mm. They did... Better than expected. That's how I feel about a lot of my own life, so that actually makes me feel like a kinship with them a little. Oh, let's see. You know what sport is fun to watch? What's that? Speaking of the Guardians. Roller Derby. If you, like me, have a vast, untapped reservoir of aggression in your <laughs> belly, roller derby's great. I haven't watched much of it. I've, I've seen movies based around roller derby, but that's about it. Oh, uh, let's see. Um, I just love that it's bumper cars for people on skates. Yeah. And they have, like, cute names. Like, themed costumes. Mm -hmm. It's very theatrical. It's very dramatic. Mm. The best sports thing I ever saw was an old-timey wrestling show (laughs) in Lakewood. And they had old-timey pugilists and wrestlers, they had a strong woman, and they were handing out bubblegum cigars, and they encouraged you to chant with uh, old-timey insults and things, so they gave us a list of things we could yell, mm-hmm. and it was the most fun I've ever had <laughs> at an event. It was so much fun, and it was such a small room, so you were right up next to the wrestlers, and those wrestlers were really good. I mean, I know it was like a a small, like, traveling group of people, and it wasn't super professional. Mm-hmm. But the amount of talent they had was impressive. And the best wrestler was a woman, because it was mixed gender, and she was the bearded lady. And it was just, mm-hmm. a, you know, like a six-foot-tall woman. Right. Um, but she picked up some dude, mm-hmm. bigger than she was, on her shoulders, and spun him in a circle. Mm-hmm. And I've never been more impressed by anything physical in my life. <laughs> And it, they also had, like, a heist going on. like So they had fake cops, old-timey cops, come out and tell us that there were bank robbers they were looking for and that they could usually run through the arena or through the ring. And they had the sirens. So much fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's sports or entertainment or if it's a little of both. Oh, it's a little of both. Sports entertainment. But if they ever come to town again, I want to go. Um, so I've been to... A total of four wrestling events in my life. Um, 
all of them in the professional realm. One of them was NWA. That was back in the uh, mid to late 80s. Back when uh, the American Dream Dusty Rhodes was still around. Um, that was at the convention center. And then the other three were WWE. Actually, I'm sorry. Uh, one was WWF because it was before they changed. It's before they were forced to change their name. Because they were becoming more popular than the World Wildlife Fund. Um, and that was what's called a house show. It was just, a like, no, no set dressing, no nothing like that. It was just, it was matches. And the best part about that was... I've been to a number of those. Um, we were, we weren't close to the ring. We were close to where they were entering and exiting... So, I got pictures of, like, Kane, The Undertaker, two different people, um, the, Lies. Du- the Dudley <laughs> Boys, uh, Shawn Michaels, or no, not Shawn Michaels, I'm sorry, uh, Stone Cold was in there. It's like, I was like, holy, this is, <laughs> I mean, these are, because gr- at first we were like, ah, these seats aren't real great, don't, you know, because... We're so far from the ring. Oh, no, then, it's great to be able to see people come down the aisle. And then they're coming, like, right mm-hmm. off the side. It was like, okay, this is this this is even better. And the thing was, the guy who uh, sold me the tickets, it was someone I used to work with. And he was like, he's like, how was the show? And I'm, I'm like, showing him the pictures from him. He goes, you got to be kidding me. That's how I got whipped with Roman Reigns' hair once <laughs> sitting on an edge like that. So I went to this small show in the Detroit area, you know, because of uh, I used to be on the wrestling podcast, so I've been mm-hmm. to easily a dozen or more wrestling shows. Uh, this is not a humble brag. That's a, a shameful thing. <laughs> but we went to this small show in Detroit, and they had many people who later became, I mean, they were they were already big, but they were sort of on their, they were rising mm-hmm. stars at the time. So we saw um, Rob Van Dam. And a couple other Detroit people, but the musical headliner before the show were the dudes from ICP. (laughs) And they got booed so hard. They did okay. You know what? I I don't, as you know, I have a soft spot for the ICP. Um, But it was just so funny that they got booed. And there was some guy, some wrestler, I forget who it was. He later became quite famous but at the time he was wrestling in these little white shorts mm. and I just remember he did a lot of bending over in those little white shorts in the spotlight and he mm. wasn't wearing anything under him mm. not a jock not a co- it seemed to me like if I had that kind of equipment mm. I would maybe not wear little white shorts with no protection under them <laughs> or any shorts with no protection but we all got a show that we didn't want to see <laughs> and I hope he uh, came to love safety equipment. Yeah. It was a very entertaining show. That would have been probably like 2006 or 2007. Um. A 
doesn't fondly remember that show just for the, the booming mm. of ICP and the uh, amount of balls I saw that night. Mm. Uh, me and my brother used to get, uh, when, when we were over at his apartment, we, we would get like Japanese hardcore wrestling, which was insane. I mean, they had a, I mean, seriously. Uh, Japanese hardcore wrestling has matches like Bucket of Thumbtacks yeah. match. <laughs> Who the hell came up with this? No, I've always loved the Luchadors. <coughs> and, uh, I'm kind of sad that I never got to see a Luchador show like mm. in Cleveland. I saw one in Mexico City. Like they, they just had people like in the park mm -hmm. putting on Luchador shows, which was fun. And uh, then for a while you could watch Lucha Underground. I think I might have been watching that illegally, now that I think about it. Probably. But, but that, like, more people haven't embraced Luchador wrestling, because it is very soap opera-esque. Mm -hmm. And what I liked is, again, mixed gender matches. <laughs> so if they're going by, like, body size and weight, they'll throw women in there. <laughs> and it always makes for a more interesting and fun match than if it's just two dudes. They're a little more creative in their, in their wrestling. But there's always some, like, side plots going on that are... Of course. I mean, because it's wrestling. But I, I just find them to be even more hilarious <laughs> than, like, our American side plots. And they tend to have more of a supernatural feel to some of the side <laughs> plots. They're not afraid to go there. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is a ghost. It's fantastic. <laughs> Um, oh, so I don't think I've ever seen a luchador's balls. Hmm. So they already got that going for them. I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> oh, so. Well, this has been a fun and interesting conversation. I'm sure everyone has been entertained by us. Um, what, what is it that we always get to talking about, especially if it's a group of us, it's always either like Star Trek or wrestling? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what's, what, what is coming up in our uh, podcasting schedule? We have another... Another we have movie? A, we have another movie coming up, but that's not till uh, for a couple more weeks yet. I got to pick, and it is... Uh, you're lucky that I picked the one I did, because <laughs> my backup choices were... Definitely things I would have loved that you all would have hated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I know one of them. Um, I have. Well, let's see. I'm 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 a ways away from uh, picking again, so I haven't decided yet. I think sometimes one movie choice leads to another. Mm-hmm. But I was delighted to see when I shared mine that it wasn't so obscure that Steve hasn't seen it. <laughs> and also, apparently loves it. He didn't say it in that many words, but I'm just gonna... I'm gonna go with, in my heart, that Steve loves this movie as much as I do. Um, yeah, my last choice, uh, as you heard, if you, if you listen to uh, the, the Collective, 
we talked about uh, Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale, which is a Finnish Christmas movie that... It's so good. It's... Uh, it's bizarre, and I love it. Every time you watch it, it's better, though, because you see more, more things. Mm -hmm. And you know what I loved is... Um, I thought the act, the dad's acting, Bruno. Mm -hmm. I thought he was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, he's a he's a seasoned, pretty seasoned yeah. actor. He do, he does a lot of like adventure and like action movies and stuff. I think he's even been in a, like a, a John Claude Van Damme movie. Yeah, I thought his acting was very good. You could definitely see his struggle uh, trying to do the best he could for his son in a brutal environment mm -hmm. in circumstances that really sucked. With the added complication of uh, Santa's elves eating the reindeer. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen the movie, see it. It's a good movie. I highly recommend it. If you're if you're south of the border here in, in the U.S., uh, it's on Hulu. Uh, I have no idea where it is on uh, in Canada, so. Every time I think of that movie, though, I think of us showing up at Skip and Molly's. <laughs> Me in a full-on head-to-toe, Winnie the Pooh, foot in onesie. Yeah, you're fine. And then realizing, as people started to arrive in jeans, and some of them, full makeup, <laughs> that it was not a pajama party. And yes, sir. That, you know, they missed out. I knew I was in trouble when the pizza guy showed up and laughed at me. <clears throat> I mean... The pizza guy laughed at me. Yeah. They all missed out. They, they all missed out on being comfortable. Yeah, I was in the hallway <laughs> watching people come in, and I was like, I don't think this is a pajama party. <laughs> Who cares? So, anyway, I think this is a, I think this is a good place, a good stopping point yeah, here. Yeah, you and I have a... It's a... It's, it's a it's a good five-year anniversary half-hour episode, and I hope everyone enjoys it. Um, We're going to enjoy something else. Not that, you pervs. <laughs> a little some, something I like to call Nick Cage movies. Hmm? All right. <laughs> Not the bees. Not the bees. <laughs> when you do that <clears throat> since we can't go do like a traditional dinner and a movie date because of the rona <coughs> the dinner and the movie came to us and our movie is going to be a nicholas cage movie that neither one of us has seen before but that we're promised is uh okay and it's not and um, weird very weird it's not his version of left behind maybe i'll save that for the collective Yeah, that fair warning, guys. Maybe, maybe I will. Maybe I will save that. That Nick Cage movie for later. Anyway, folks, uh, thank you for joining us for this uh, anniversary episode, and also this—I uh, think this is our first episode of the new year. Yeah, because I posted i think our last episode on new year's eve which means it's still technically 2020 or, or did we uh i can't remember whenever oh no we did soul garden 
we did Soul Garden. Uh, We've been chatty Cathy's lately. Yes. So, well, it's, you know, it's winter. This is a sheerly random podcast. Mm. Yes. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, happy snacking, everyone. Later, taters.